Hello and welcome to an emergency press conference of The Real Steel. This is no BS, truly The Real Steel. I'm your host, Jeff, and I have my co-host, Polt, here on the line. And on Tuesday morning, November 21st, 2023, a day that I would argue will go down in Steelers history, the Pittsburgh Steelers released the following statement. Matt Canada has been relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator. I appreciate Matt's hard work and dedication, and I wish him the best moving forward in his career. That came from Mike Tomlin on Tuesday morning. So, Polt, hallelujah, baby. Matt Canada is gone. They did the thing. And um, a tone change here for me. I mean, this is huge. <laughs> yeah, this is a way different opening than the, the full episode that released earlier this week. Uh, you actually have some excitement and optimism in your voice. I, I can sense it. Uh, but yeah, huge move. I not, wasn't really expecting to do a second recording, but uh, this is totally worth it, and I'm, I'm glad we're going to talk about it. First time the Steelers made a mid-season coaching change since apparently 1941. Yeah, first time they fired a head coach or offense or a coordinator since 1941. World War. That was back in the World Wars, man. This is uh... right, and supposedly the guy relieved himself, so he fired himself. So this is not a move the Steelers make at all uh no. traditionally and what i think is is interesting is early indications on on tuesday morning were kind of pointing to the fact that this was kind of a, a decision made by rooney um in mike tomlin's press conference that he came out with at noon he addressed it right off the bat and answered a couple questions um regarding the matter and said that this was a decision he came to on his own himself I'm glad you're starting here because I think this is a good place to start because this is a little bit negative. I, I will say one of the things that came out was the the players. People thought the players only found out through social media like we did. Um, that ha- That is not true. Uh, I believe that it's been announced now that the players were told there was an announcement made by the Steelers to their players. Mm-hmm. So that's good. But, yeah, we can't even fire anybody without a little dysfunction. I mean, I mean, what's going on in the building? And for all the people that want Tomlin gone, this is just more fuel to the fire. It was reported by Jerry Dulac, I believe, that Rooney, Art Rooney II, the owner of the Steelers, made the firing and did it himself. And then Tomlin came out and took full responsibility and said it was all him and said he didn't even tell Rooney or Omar Khan. Right. Like, that's just, I, I just don't, I mean... It happened, and, but I just don't understand why there's dysfunction in this happening. It's, I feel like they all were united in this, and nobody really wants to say it. Yeah, weird stuff going on in the Steelers organization. But for me, I, I think mainly the, the biggest thing that led to this was the issues in the locker room. Yeah. I, I personally think, you know, we talked about, again, the episode we posted. If you guys haven't listened already, please go back and do, again, you'll notice a pretty distinct tone change between, you know, what we're talking about now versus what we talked about recapping the Browns game. But I think, so the locker room was a big part. I think two things. In addition to the locker room was the loss. Had we won that game, had it been flipped 13 to 10, I don't think Matt Canada would have been fired. Yeah. Um, so actually looking back, I'm, I'm glad that we lost. If that's the, the price we have to pay is it, it took that to happen to fire Matt Canada. But I, I really do think that there was a lot of stuff going on in the locker room. You, you talked about how Najee spoke out. You yeah. know, Deontay Johnson spoke out. We know that there's a lot of tension and friction in this locker room. Clearly, it's on Kenny's face when he was sitting next to Matt Canada. Yep. Um, and so I think this is a, a move that was 
made hopefully by Mike Tomlin to look to improve the team and, and, you know, the offensive play calling regime and all that stuff. But I think it was kind of an effort to try and repair the team and repair the morale that's in the locker room for sure. It, it, it had to be because, I mean, if you look at the Steelers organization, they're known for greatness and, and all, all these positive things, but a lot of news coming out of Pittsburgh in the last couple of weeks has been all negative. And, and and Art Rooney can't enjoy his team being on the national stage, national media, for, with Fire Canada chance at anywhere, any kind of national media, any sports media goes. Right. I mean, it was all over game day at every stop they went, all this stuff. So, I mean, that it was that Penguins games. I mean, Art Rooney doesn't want that kind of publicity. So there was that. And then, like you said, in the locker room itself, it seemed like the entire offense was frustrated. Najee Harris, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Kenny Pickett even kind of was starting to say stuff. Mm-hmm. Chukakorafor, who got benched, we're, we're glad he got benched, but he got benched for kind of making comments about how bad the offense was. I mean, it was everywhere. And I think it probably got to the point, we kind of saw this with the Jets this past weekend. The Jets have a terrible offense too. And it kind of seemed like their defense kind of gave up uh, this past weekend against the Bills. I think it was getting to the points where the Steelers defense might have done the same. I mean, they've done everything they could so far this year. They're way better than their numbers showed. Yeah, but they're getting no help from the offense. And at this point, it's it's almost detrimental to the team. Like how much more? How much? How much longer can they hold the team up on their shoulders with no help from the offense? And I, I really do hope that was part of the decision making behind Mike Tomlin making this move. For sure. And and you reference the Bills. I think it's worth mentioning that there were probably you know, a number of other things that may have been going on in the NFL that maybe supported the fact that Mike Tomlin or the organization could make this decision. The Bills recently fired their offensive coordinator too. Yeah. Um, and and they have a pretty good offense. Um, so I think like seeing that midseason firings can happen on, on a good team, maybe that gave, you know, the organization a, a little ounce of um, clarity or confidence that something like this could happen. Definitely. So that's worth mentioning, but let's talk for a second about what's going to happen moving forward. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the Steelers fan base is calling for, Oh, let's bring in Byron Leftwich. Let's bring in all these other guys that might have Ben Roethlisberger or whatever. Right. The, none of that stuff's going to happen. Antonio Brown. A, yeah. None of that stuff's going to happen. Tweeted ABOC. <laughs> ABOC. <laughs> hey, it'd be an improvement, but none, none of that stuff's going to happen at least, you know, through the end of the season. I, I highly, yeah. highly, highly doubt that there will be anything external that happens um, mid season. That's tough to fill a position like that. And yeah. a lot of guys you would, ultimately look to bring in um uh, probably have other conflicts right a lot of them are, are coaches on other teams or college coaches or or whatever that might look like um i would hope and i think a big thing that the steelers organization is looking for is after this year you do make an external hire for once and you look outside of mike tomlin's pals um yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But um, just in terms of, again, what's going to happen moving forward. So um, Eddie Faulkner, who is our running back coach, he's going to step in as the interim offensive coordinator. And Mike Sullivan, who is the quarterback coach, is going to serve as the team's play caller. Um, So you're kind of going to have a two-headed monster here uh, with the offense, I think, with Sullivan and with Faulkner. Um, And so we'll, we'll see what happens with those two guys. I think anything hopefully will be an improvement over what we saw. But um I'll be honest with you, Paul. I, I don't expect there to be drastic change immediately. And I think the fan yeah. base wants that and expects that. And I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I mean, having a week and, and they only did the firing yesterday. So they lost Monday as well. And nobody was in the building on Tuesday. So um, 
only having a week to, to make this change is, is not easy, uh, especially it's a holiday week. Um, it, it's it's going to be a weird, a weird Sunday for them. But I also think the decision to have the two headed monster with the offensive play calling and stuff is, is a different approach than, than most NFL teams take. But what I really believe and, and Dan Orlovsky, who works for ESPN, ex NFL quarterback, um, God, wouldn't it be awesome if he was the OC? It would That'd be, be so cool. Yeah, it would be sweet. Well, actually, so he was on Pat McAfee yesterday morning, uh, or yesterday in the first hour. He talked about 10 to 15 minutes about the Steelers situation. And and McAfee joked that he should be our offensive coordinator. But he actually played under Mike Sullivan. And, and he had all he had glowing things to say about Mike Sullivan. And he wow. believes that the reason they're doing this is Mike Sullivan has been the quarterback's coach and has been Kenny Pickett's main guy, and Kenny Pickett supposedly has a really good relationship with Mike Sullivan. So they made him the play caller because they want him to be as close to Kenny Pickett as possible. I see. So they want him in Kenny's ear because Kenny's comfortable with him. They know Ken- He knows Kenny's tendencies more than anybody else, and th- they just didn't want to remove him from the Kenny Pickett role. If he would have been the OC, he would have had, uh, had to deal with the game plan for the entire offense, mm-hmm. which might take away some of his responsibility with Kenny. So that's what Dan thought, and I thought it was a really good point. So that might be why. The other thing is Mike Sullivan has called plays in the NFL. Before. In the NFL, yeah. And and what they're saying about Eddie Faulkner is, you know, the organization really and Tomlin has a lot of confidence in this guy. I mean, he's good with player development, too. Look at what's happened with, with Jalen Warren this season. So um, I, I don't know. I, I do just want to, you know, not sound like a broken record here, but I, I, I really do believe that the fan base is going to assume one of two things. One, one is that it's going to look exactly the same and there's not going to be a change and we can go back and point the finger at Kenny Pickett, right? And say, yeah. okay, well, Kenny Pickett is the problem here. And, and I don't know what the probability of that happening is. I'd like to think that it's not that high, but maybe it's 50-50, who knows? Um, and if it is, at the end of the day, that's, that's going to solve a problem for us, right? And tell us that, that Kenny yeah. isn't the guy, if that's the case. I think the other thing, the, the other side of the coin is that, again, people think that it might be drastically different. We're going to put up 40 points a game, 400 yards. Um, may, maybe that is in the future. Maybe, maybe that will happen. But I do think, especially in the short term, right, we have three games. We have a divisional game coming up against the Bengals. We have uh, a game against the Cardinals Sunday, December 3rd, and then we have a Thursday night game against the Patriots. After that, we have another one of those little mini buys, right? So you kind of have yeah. a 10-day stretch where you can go into things and, and maybe reassess um, what you're going to do the last four games of the season. I think it's Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens, if I'm correct, are the final yep, four. That is correct. Um, and so that's, those are going to be really important games coming down the stretch. But, um, I, I do think these three games, these, these three games with the Bengals, the cards and the Pats that we're going to see, um, might not be as drastic changes as one would hope. Maybe we will see more utilization at the middle of the field. Maybe we see some slant routes. Maybe we see Pat Fryermuth get involved. Maybe we see Jalen really as, as the, you know, main back here and Najee yeah. kind of a third down power back. Who knows? Um, I, I do think there will be some change. I'm, I'm hopeful for that, but I just want to keep expectations in check. Right. Yeah. I guess I'll touch on the running back thing. First of all, it, with Eddie Faulkner as the offensive coordinator, that's actually a good point. He knows the running back room better than anybody else. Maybe he realizes Jalen is the guy and deserves more touches. I, I don't know, but that, that'll be interesting to see. But I agree. It, it needs to be remembered that we are making an in-season change. Nothing – I mean, it's going to be the same playbook. None of that's going to change because there's no time to implement a new playbook. Sure, the play design and some of the play calling and the, the stringing of plays together 
might change, but nothing's going to be. I, yeah, I agree. You have to remember nothing's going to be that much different than it already was. Sure, it might look different, but or like the the execution could be better, but I wouldn't expect anything crazy. At least this weekend, give them another week. So don't write off this change or, or Kenny Pickett or the offense or whatever after this one week. Give them give them a couple weeks because it, it, it's not going to be an easy transition. Agreed. So let's talk about Kenny just for a second yeah, too. Yeah. Um, cause I think this is huge and, um, I think it's a really good point. Don't, don't write things off, um, on Kenny right away. And I know this is kind of contradicting everything that I said in the last episode. I, I do think if, if I, I continue to see the same things out of Kenny with, with mm-hmm. missed throws, um, the spinning, the, the rolling into, um, pressure, then yeah, my opinion probably won't change all that much. But I think if you look at this, Kenny Pickett has seven games totally a fresh start here and and i think honestly that the organization here is is kind of proving that they're all in on kenny at least for this season right definitely tomlin has spoke very highly of kenny pickett um i just saw something on twitter today that that jalen warren has spoken very highly of kenny pickett i think the entire offense believes in him mike tomlin talks about football justice being that you know the guys that really put in the work and put in the effort ultimately they'll they'll see the benefits down the road and that he anticipates that to happen for Kenny. Um, he says that the skills are there, the tools are there, the intangibles are there. We've talked about Kenny's intangibles. I think, I hope he has them. Yeah. Um, if we can get the development um, or see some improvement over these next seven games, that's huge. So I think this is, this at the end of the day will solve a problem that tells us, is it, an issue we have with the quarterback. And if it is, then so be it. We'll move on. Um, right. If it's an, an issue that we had with the offensive coordinator, which I think, and, and I'm very hopeful that that's what the, the issue was, um, then we solved the problem. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. And I don't think I can call it a tryout because it, it's really not a tryout because like we're saying, this is not an easy transition middle of the season, last seven games fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, these are, these are really important games. I don't think we're they're looking for Kenny to, you know, throw for 300 yards and two touchdowns every game and, you know, set the league on fire. But it, it's what you're saying. We need to see some growth out of him and we need to see that hey, he maybe he can do some of these things that were that we're, we haven't seen yet. And and I think that's what this season's all about. It's about him proving that he can do some of the things we're worried about and that he can progress and get better as a passer because we're talking about from last year to this year he's probably regressed in his, in his um, yeah. talents and his skills. Well, if he can show now with Matt Canada gone and Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner helping him, if he can get back to progressing as a player, I think that's enough to show that he will be the quarterback in 2024. But it's seven games. If he doesn't show that in seven games, then I, we, I'm, I'll probably be on the train with you where I'm ready to move on. So, yeah, the pressure was already on Kenny Pickett. I think it's only increased now with this change, but – if he's the player we think he is and who I think he is, I think he's going to he's going to love that and he's going to take that take that by the horns and and really try to improve. Yeah, and I just think that like things definitely can change from from a scheme, from a play calling, from yeah. a game planning perspective because think about teams that have made changes with guys who one would not think is capable of leading a team to go in and and win games and and the success that some other teams have had. 
Dorian Thompson Robinson just happened with the Browns, right? Yep. We we talked about how he's an unexperienced rookie and um, probably, I don't know, maybe not fully capable of being an NFL starter. Goes ahead and win games. Tyson Bajent, this guy who came in for Justin Fields on on the Bears, he he won a game or two. To, I don't know if two. He won at least one game. Yeah. I mean, he came in and, and played pretty well. Tommy DeVito last week on the Giants came up, played a pretty big game. Um, there's other veterans. Those are younger guys. There's veterans that have come in that we wouldn't expect to play as well, but just from a, a game planning and scheming concept that you can – plan things around these guys to go ahead and win games. So with yeah. with the removal of the exit of Matt Canada, I'm hoping that we can just scheme things a little bit better for Kenny to be successful. Well, and we, I mean, he's, he's in a different mold because he's a superstar quarterback, but throw Josh Allen in there too. Josh Allen was bad this, the last couple of weeks. He had not played well with um, Ken Dorsey as his offensive coordinator. They release Ken, they get rid of Ken Dorsey, and he comes out and looks like old Josh Allen plays unbelievable. Saying he's out there talking trash, like I'm back, I'm back. It, it's all about the vibes in the room and what what these coaches, because coaches, you know, they have a lot of influence on the players. The players end up having to execute, but it's all about giving your your players confidence and empowering them to say, "Hey, you you can do this. Trust yourself. We trust you. Go out and actually execute like we know you can." And and maybe they're. Like you said, we saw the frustration with Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. Maybe, maybe Matt Canada just made Kenny not feel confident, or he just didn't feel like he could do it with Matt Canada. But now, with this different tone, with Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, his right hand man, really being in his ear saying, "Kenny, trust yourself, trust your instincts, just go out and play." Maybe that does unleash a, a, a new Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens. I mean, like I said, he needs to improve. So. I hope he does, and, and this is a great opportunity for him to show it. Yeah, here's what I'm hoping for and, and what I'm going to be looking for, specifically in the game against the Bengals here this week. We have had a tremendous amount of success running the ball the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't want that to change. And while Agreed. I want to see Kenny sling it, and I want to see them you know, let him off the leash a little bit, um, I, I want to see the run game be successful and and we know that that will help Kenny out. So I want to see that, yeah. but I do want to see just a couple instances where maybe Kenny's in the no huddle or where Kenny hits Pat Fryermuth over the middle for 15 yards, or we run Calvin Austin into the middle of the field on a pick play or something like that. Like I want to yeah. see just a few instances of, of some plays where I'm like, okay, that that's enough for me to know that things changed. I, I don't need Kenny to get 250 yards and two touchdowns this game. I don't. Yep. Um, yep. But I, I want more than 96 yards. Well, <laughs> no. Well, and I'm glad you said it, it's not going to be about stats. I mean, we all want the the flashy stats, but who cares about the stats? We need to put the stats away. It, it's more about the look, and they have looked bad the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And, and mm-hmm. you can tell that the offense doesn't know what they're doing. Who cares if he throws for 200, 300, whatever, five touchdowns? I don't care. Does he look better? Does the offense look better? And I think that's really going to be the key to this to, to this next seven weeks. But the one last thing you forgot to mention, not just the middle of the field, the pressure, all that kind of stuff. How do we execute in, in, in the miscommunications? Yeah. We had so many miscommunications last week. That needs to be figured out. Week 12 of the NFL season, that can't be happening. If that's Matt Canada, then okay. But let's get these wide receivers and the quarterback on the same page. And, and that will be one of the big look things. If they start executing better, then it's all going to look better. Yeah, and, and and I think we'll have more faith in, in Kenny Pickett in this offense. Yeah, great point. Um, Tomlin said we're we're playing September football in November. Um, to put it, you know, very bluntly, and I think that's a really good way to summarize what you just said. So, 
I, I will tell you the one the one stat that I, I will actually look to and perhaps grade Kenny on will not be passing touchdowns, will not be yards, will not be the number of sacks he takes. It's going to be, be his completion percentage. If it, uh, Recently, I think his completion percentage has been hovering in the 50 to 60% range over the past yeah. few games. That's probably, don't have his stats up, but that's probably what he's floating around for the season. Um, if Kenny's... 65 to 70% completion rate, which is pretty high in the NFL. Um, if he hits that this game, I think that's going to show a lot for us. I think yeah. that's going to tell a lot. Um, drops are always going to happen in the NFL. There's always going to be some miscues. There's always going to be some throwaways. When there's nothing there, a good quarterback will not take a sack. A good quarterback will perhaps roll out and throw the ball away. That's fine. That That's a positive thing from a development perspective to me. So I'm not looking for 100% completion rate, but I would love to see maybe 70% completion percentage out of Kenny. That is something I will look for this game. Yeah, 60.5 is his completion percentage on the year. Great. Let's bring that up and and exactly what you said, you know, get rid of the miscommunication and um, that, that's something The other something thing is improve. too, like maybe show that you're not afraid to throw an interception. Interceptions sure. aren't necessarily a bad thing, but if you're sure. being aggressive and, and make, trying to make plays, I'll be okay with that too. It seemed like he was afraid to make a mistake, mm-hmm. which is the Mike Tomlin, we're going to play defense and we're going to run the ball. Well, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Let's let's try to make a play. Yeah, And, and if he starts doing that, then at this we'll rate, you, th- you throw an interception that, that gives you know the other team the ball on their own 30-yard line, that's the same as what we're getting out of a punt. <laughs> yeah, which so, we forgot to talk about in the main episode, but the punting's been bad. So yeah, okay. I mean, try to push the ball down the field and, and and try to make plays. That's what we're going to be looking for. All right. So my question here to close this out to you is: um, Does this change your prediction for the Bengals game? I think you said no. twenty to thirteen. No, I, I still expect twenty to thirteen. Like we said, we can't expect it to change overnight. I, I I think the look will be better. I just don't think the the overall outcome will be different. At least this week, I do think it will change going forward, but. We're not the Bills that had the infrastructure to have an offense, a great offense beforehand. Fair enough. This is this is all new to us, and and Kenny's never played for a coordinator other than Matt Canada in the NFL. So, no, I think it will look better. I just don't think the outcome will be much different. Yeah, this is a morale change. So I, I hope that yeah. I yeah. hope we just see a spark from the offense here, and and maybe even from the defense too. The the whole team, I would expect to see a spark. Um, the I I don't know who's commentating our game yet, and I don't know if. Um, the the coverage maps are out yet. I think they come out at what is it? Maybe eleven o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, sometime today. But uh, uh, the the commentators might be a little bit choppy here and, and just talking about Canada the whole time. So let's let's hope we get some positivity out of that. Hey, at least we don't have to see him on the sidelines or see him on the screen the whole time. Yeah. So we'll see. I wonder if uh, you know Sullivan and uh, Faulkner are going to be. On the field in the booth, I don't know what's going to happen with you. I don't know because I don't know where they were originally. I I would assume that that Sullivan will be on the field because yeah. they want that communication between with, with Kenny, Kenny when he comes off the field. Yeah. Faulkner might be in the booth trying to look at the overall, you know, the the big picture stuff. Yeah, cool. All right, I do just got to say one more thing. I I think balls of steel. We need to give another one. We got to give a balls of steel. I, if this was Mike Tomlin's decision, it's about time. Got to give him balls of steel for making this move. This is huge for the organization. And I got to say, man, we I don't want to say we called this, but we did a pretty good job to note in the episode to say that if there was ever a time this season, we wanted it to happen after the bye. We wanted it to happen after week four or three or whenever. Yeah. 
if there was a time, this game tells you that it's time. And um, it was time. It happened. <sighs> yeah, it was It was time. Man, I'm glad they did it. It, it changes the entire outlook of the, the season. And, and like we said on the main episode, we're 6-4 and four with everything in front of us. Let's go out and get it. So we're going to maybe play out here with um, a little – a little Sayonara ode to Matt Canada with um, the National Anthem of Canada. Um, so feel free to listen to that at the end here if you're interested. We're going to have to get away from the No Canada segment. Um, we'll see what, what happens there. Maybe it's the the Sully segment or something if we need to discuss offensive play calling. but The USA segment. Sure. Um, Go USA. Is, is there anything else you wanted to add for this emergency press conference here? No. I'm just looking forward to to see a fresh start on Sunday. Awesome. Fresh start it is. Let's hope for the best against the Bengals. Maybe we'll see a, a spark, some some excitement out of this team. And I'm really looking forward now to watching the game on Sunday. And uh, I don't feel bad for one second about that loss to the Browns because I do feel like that was kind of the last straw. It's what needed to happen to make this change. So it was inevitable and, and it finally happened. Yeah. We don't have to wait. We don't have to waste seven more Sundays dealing with it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's talk after the Bengals game. Appreciate you all for listening. Again, if you haven't listened to the last episode against the Browns or a recap against the Browns, please go back and do that and um, enjoy the outro here. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Peace.